Hello everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Prime Time here, here with your latest news about animation and pop culture. Hopefully everyone's having a wonderful day no matter where around the world. I apologize, I haven't uploaded for at least around three weeks. I've been bit busy so far. Uh, quick personal update, just because it's going to affect the podcast. So so basically, I'm on a job. So basically, um, the schedule will change for the podcast. I'll let you guys know. Since I'm in the process of thinking what should be appropriate days to upload episodes instead of the usual weekends here in the United States. So I'll let you guys know on the next episode or maybe the episode after that. It may take some time to adjust, but I'll let you know right away off the bat. So, so far we have so many news to cover, so let's get started with our first news. Which comes from DualShockers.com at the ongoing decade manga series or part Jojolian Part 8. Of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure manga by its series creator Hiro Hiroki is officially coming to an end after over a decade. The leaks revealed that the chapter of 109 of Jojolian has been announced, has been an announcement that chapter 110 or 110 is the final chapter of the series coming in the coming in September issue of Ultra Jump, which is released on August 19th. The page from the Ultra Jump with the ending announcement, was also leaked. Hiro Hiroki began Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 8, Jojolian, in May of 2011. The manga will, will have the latest for the 10 years and 4 months. Jojo, Jojo itself began in around 1986, while intentionally looking a bit similar to Hutu's no Ken, it ended up becoming an incredibly unique work for reasons too long to tell. You already know how jo- how how about Jojo is if you're reading the articles anyways. For now uh, for now one knows that there's probably be some sort of announcement within the final chapter of Jojolian, so we can only wait and see. I personally do see Jojo as a whole ending whole ending now, but I believe the Jojo Jojolian chapter chapter one ten and the ending will produce part nine though there may be a break before the actual begins. Um, um, so, I'm going to tell you, I'll be honest with you, I've been a fan of Jojo since I was in high school. I think it was like in the middle of part four, part four of the anime, and I started doing the, the manga series. And let me tell you, it's been a great ride with Jojo so far, and I believe it's something unique with chapter, with the part eight, it's something that... For me, it's it's good but a bit complicated because um because we're not I'm not sure how Rocky is going with this story. He's basically um the the part eight. What can you describe it as is with what um what I would say is that he's basically a person who wants to find who he is, basically what his purpose. And to save, and and then and a half of it is basically to save a family member from dying from a disease. It came from a fruit that makes one person equal to basically combined into another makes one person basically. It's basically called the Rokakaka. and with Jojolian, it's something that I'm trying to see what Rocky's trying to do, but the thing is that he's missing a few plot points. Along the way, like for example, um, um, around the beginning of Jojolian, we see once we have our our protagonist coming out of the ground, or introduced, 
we see a uh, our mysterious stranger within his flashback, briefly in his flashback. And to this day, we do not know who is this mysterious stranger. What, what um, the protagonist Josuke, or Gappy for short, uh, was, um, was seeing. So we have no clear answer for that part, basically. And I'm pretty sure just I'll go on to see how many plot points that uh, Rocky missed. But I'm pretty sure a few of them might be resolved in the, in the last chapter. Because according to many articles that I see so far on Twitter that the I especially hear that August 19th will be the last one for Jojolian basically so it's wow for me that see how this I'm actually gonna see a part ending in like reality basically and the way I see Jojolian when it comes to like antagonists I don't think Jojolian has a uh a build-up antagonist, like other parts, for example, um, like Tobu, he um, he didn't was introduced until the middle, until like the middle of the um, until the middle of the uh, uh, I would I would call it the um, the mid to last chapters, like we're in like chapter ninety or chapter 80, 88 or something like that. That was where he was introduced. Now with JoJo style, um, sometimes you'll introduce two antagonists in the beginning. Or so on and so forth. For example, um, for example, obviously Dio introduced with the basically in part in part one. They goes they introduced to the, be a villain around the ending of part one. They goes to part three. Then you have uh, Yoshika Ikira, who was introduced in the be- like around the, in the middle of the beginning as a main villain. And then we see, but then we have Diavolo, who who is a mob boss. We all know that we know established that he is going to be the antagonist. But just that he did, he wasn't introduced until the middle of the until the middle of the story, basically. Then we have part six that was basically was in the, around the beginning of a little bit around the th- a little bit in the middle of the beginning of part part six that was introduced by Pucci, and then we have part seven that was introduced around like where where um, the story keeps going basically in the in the beginning basically, but with Joe Jolian. They kind of missed the mark of introducing a main protagonist. I mean, it seems as if the the creator um, Araki is trying to be like um, being rushed to to finish part to finish part eight. That's the thing. What I'm mostly fans were feeling right now is that this, this series was kind of rushed at the end because it's been so long to introduce. That's like a few plot points because we keep because it feels as if that we still kind of don't have the main antagonist for Jojolian. He's still speculating that it's still um, one of the character, one of the household characters. But for me, that's the thing is missing. It's missing a main antagonist. And I don't think Mister isn't a main antagonist. There's no build-up. There's no, there's no, I mean, there is hype, but there's no like actual like build-up, build-up. Like, you know, there's Josuke, he's confronting the main antagonist. Throughout all of these times in this chapter, but no, there actually wasn't that much of a builder. Basically, it's just eh. It's just, it's just awkward, basically. But overall, how if? But the thing I want to make this clear is that um, once the chapter comes out, and the last chapter, and we read it, and we have to give basically our thoughts of the chapter of the part overall. Was it a good part in the rest? For me. I say it was good, but not as great as the others. For me, the great is basically the opposite part seven, 
he goes to part four. And then, and then we got so on and so forth, basically. And uh, it's just, it's weird how Jojo is weird. How Rocky portrays it. But overall, we're still waiting for announcements for part six anime as well. So that's something to look forward for. But, but part nine... I would say it's a bit far-fetched since we're starting to get ending of part 8, so I'm pretty sure, um, I'm pretty sure you have to understand that they give Rocky a break since he's been working on this manga for like at least 8 years, basically, I mean 11 years, basically, you know, like a decade. So, just give the guy some slack about it, so, until we hear him announcing that there will be a part 9 or, or if, if part 8 is just basically the last part of the series, basically. I mean, for me, that will be a bit tragic because... I feel as if Jojo has something a bit more to explain, basically. And since we're that time, we're in the alternate universe. But, overall, I'm looking forward for for chapter 110 and how everything's unfolded. I doubt everything's going to be unfolded with a few pop points still missing. But, overall, let's just have to wait and see of August 19th, the last chapter for part 8 of Jojolia. Now... Our next set of news comes from thegamerant.com that Nickelodeon presented a Smash adaptation called Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, incorporating the several characters from Nickelodeon's, Nickelodeon's history. And here are the ones have been confirmed so far. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is taking some classic characters from Nickelodeon's long history and putting them against one another in a colorful crazy fighting game that one another can looks like a a promising Smash Bros. clone. Here are all the characters rosters we've been expecting so far from the trailer. We have Danny Phantom, Hilgo from Harry Arnold, Leonardo from TNT, meaning Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Lincoln Loud from The Loud House, Lucy Lala from The Loud House, Michelangelo from TMT, Nigel Thornberry from The Wild, Thornberry, Wild Thornberries, Oblinia from uh, Real Monsters, Patrick Starr from Spongebob Squarepants, Powder Toastman from Ren and Stimpy, Raptor from Regrets, Sandy Cheeks from Spongebob Squarepants, and obviously Spongebob himself, and Zim from Invader Zim. Now, there has been many speculations of what upcoming characters are included more or DLC characters people are speculating. For example, people wanting to have, uh, obviously, Jimmy Neutron because the game is basically based on CGI, so basically you might as well add Jimmy Neutron would be seems a bit more fitting with the style of it, basically. So, I agree with that. Yeah, so that, um, Jenny, Jenny Wakeman from My Life as a Teenage Robot, which I believe that would be a good fitting for the characters also. I would, I would, like, I would root that. Then there's, uh, uh Manny Herrera from, uh, El Tigre, which I'll root that too, honestly. That character wasn't mentioned that much in the other Nickelodeon, anime, Nickelodeon video games. Then, some people, and I'm just doing it for the meme of it, okay? So people wanted to have this overpowered character in Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, and I agree. And that man is named Hugh Neutron. Yes. Hugh Neutron for the win. Hugh Neutron for the ducks and pies. Because he is the donut boy. But anyways, yeah. People are, for overall, but a lot enough goofs and laughs about that part. I mean, it looks pretty promising, honestly. I mean, there's a few adaptations for Smash. There's one called um, Cartoon, Cartoon Network Punch-Out. It was an okay 
Smash adaptation, but it wasn't really lived up to the hype that what it was, basically. I mean, you've seen Cartoon Network fighters fighting each other, but it's not really as, like, dynamic or perfect as as, as Smash. But it seems that Nickelodeon was able to treat it as, as interesting and more promising, basically, which I'm surprised. It even went to the point where, like, um, where other, like, Smash players are actually invested into this one. But... There's one problem which has to be a problem with something else is basically really popular is that um, the Smash community or other people in the Smash community, I'm not saying all of them, but other people are scared that this game will overtake Smash Brothers. Ultimately, basically. What I think about that situation is that I wouldn't say it would overtake Smash Bros, but I would say that it's going to be a bit more popular. Then it gets to the point where it's going to be even out with Smash. Because I'll be laughing my ass off if they actually put Nick All-Star Brawl into eSports like Smash Brothers. I would be dying. I would be dying if I see that as an official gaming tournament. If they put this in an official gaming tournament, I'm automatically joining, basically. And my pro player is going to be Hugh Neutron. If not, G- oh, enough Jimmy Neutron of the Adam, basically, for DLC. And those things are not the roster. They don't go with fucking Vader's in, basically. Also, people are speculating that Spongebob would be the OP moveset for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I'm just laughing and laughing to see how many memes are coming out of it, basically. For me, what I would have to put in for Nickelodeon Smash... I'm trying to think of other characters from the Nickelodeon franchise to see what fits in it. Other people are saying it should be Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Let's see, I would say you should be alright. Not gonna lie. I'll root for Timmy Turner as well. As well, mostly if you put Jorge von Strangle, okay, as a as a as a support character, kudos to you, Nick. Kudos to you. But for me, what I would put is um, what should I put basically from the because there's a lot of Nickelodeon um, animated shows honestly from the past and other things were rejected basically. So, for me, what I would put as a Nickelodeon roster, I would have to say has to be, um, I mean, there's so much, basically, there's so much, um, oh, at least, maybe, at least put in the DreamWorks characters, that's if you want, because I know Nickelodeon is known for putting, like, Dream, DreamWorks movies into, like, shows like, uh, Madagascar, uh, Monsters Aliens, uh, Kofu Panda. I would put Poe in it. I would put Poe. I would root for Poe. If, if they put Poe from Kofu Panda in the roster, I'm set. I'm set. If you guys put Dreamworks uh, characters, I'm set. If they put King Julian within the roster, I am in it. I will in it. I will main with King... I think I'm mostly see King Julian as a as a trophy character, basically. Mostly just a, just a supporting character. But um, at least put... At least put Alex the Lion from Madagascar in it, or maybe not. At least put the main. At least put Mega Mind in it. If you put Mega Mind in Smash Bros, I mean Nick Smash Bros Brawl, whatever. I will join. I will join, and I will train myself to be the top Nick All Star Brawl player ever. The Adult Factions, or maybe Carl Weezer. Carl Weezer would be a good one as well. But there's been a lot of speculations of what's gonna happen so far with Nick. 
and their um, roster is but still seems promising. The graphics seems really good. I like the graphics. And the gaming mechanics are like similar to Smash, honestly. And I believe there's these made by developers who are making simulations for Smash, and I heard the community were also playing their games. So that's something interesting to look forward for, basically. Um, there hasn't been any announcement so far of what day I'm assuming it's going to be around late 2021, basically, for all platforms of all consoles and PCs. So I'm looking forward for it to see how it goes. And hopefully you guys are looking forward for that stuff and just making yourself some old memes or whatever. So look forward for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Now our last story for today comes from the... Uh, from esernotica.com that after months of rumors and reports of the upcoming Smash um, of Switch Pro, Nintendo has finally officially revealed an upgraded version of the, of the core Switch hardware called the OLED model, as Nintendo is calling it, will be available on October 8th for the SAMPR for at least around 30, 30, um, $349. Or at least three fifty, or at least three fifty. As the name implies, the mostly um, immediately noticeable improvements is in the screen. Is used pricer OLED technology instead of the common of standard LCD founded with the previous Nintendo Switch models. This should provide the deeper black, blacks, better color display, and less motion from blurring than the existing Switch systems. It, and if it also existing the LED TVs as anything to go with it. Now the OLED model has also expanded the switch's screen around the cell release around 7 inch up screen above the 62 of the original switch as well as the 55.5 of the switch light. This is the accomplishment of without suspiciously increasing the size of the standard switch unit itself. The OLED model is just a 0.1 wider than the original Switch with the same height and depth. The increased screen is a real estate is the is thanks to the reduction in the space used in the black bezel around the tablet screen and the improvements noted that the Switch nearly reveals the specs page which include a new dock featuring a fully removable uh, backplate, a new wired LAN port and a light up front logo more clearly indicate that, this, that the dock system is on the, the uh, update. It seems to be the last bit might have been a trick for the light within the, within the video. And at least, and this is what I'm excited about, the at least implication of 64 gigs of internal memory instead of the 32 gigs on the switch and the switch light. The enhanced audio system on broad speakers, meaning it's going to have good audio speakers, and surround sounds maybe and Nintendo says that the new hardware will be will be available with two two configurations of two white Joy-Cons and a black and a white dock and one red and blue joystick and a black dock now the new system will be fully capable with all existing Joy-Cons and Switch accessories as well as games as well now the upcoming Switch model will be speculated at least releasing around December of this year or October basically mostly around December of holidays now before getting to my opinions on this I would just want to say that the ever since the announcement for this new switch model people were pissed people were angry because they're expecting one thing from this new switch and that thing is to at least support 4k TV 
And let me tell you, it does not have the implication. It has the standard, standard frames as the switch and switch light. Mostly for the switch, if you plug into the, to your 4K TV, basically. So, no 4K support for this switch, and people were angry. People were angry, and and that's why a lot of people were complaining about it. Basically, is that no 4K support? Where is it? For me, I'm kind of angry too. But at the same time, I'm comfortable with my Switch. I don't care about the if it's gonna have like like a LAN port or or extended or an extended a screen or whatever. It's just a standard Switch, but a few but a but a few extra steps or a few extra upgrades basically. I don't really much have care for that stuff basically. But overall, it looks pretty fine. I just think it looks like a a Switch but with different colors, just black and white, and that's it. I mean. People were okay with it overall with this new Switch port, basically. I mean, it's good, but the least thing they did something right is to at least have LAN port to have connections to the internet, to the internet, basically. Because with the with the LAN cord, you can actually connect it to your router, basically, and and actually stream it through the internet without having the bombardment of playing Smash with your friends, without having internet issues and disconnections because everyone knows that Nintendo Online is is poorly is poorly is very poorly connection I would continue from experience from playing Smash with my friends I could see a few frames dropping dropping in the middle of a hit or at least in airways dropping from that stuff I'm glad they had that that, that lamp port so you finally so no more internet lag. No more of that stuff, basically. The surround sounds, I don't mind about that stuff. The inch screens is basically an upgrade. But so far, for that price, I would say it's kind of worth it because they add the LAN port to it. I would say it's pretty worth it to do that. Some people say it should be worth around 345 or 330. 345 seems interesting. So you see like a minimum. 330 is a bit a little too far for me as well. But I would see is like around like 345 should be a good standard instead of 350. And overall I would say oh yeah and the the 664 gigabyte hertz. I am I'm excited for that part because the Switch only has 32 gigs. It can only hit, take up to two games or one game if it has like more memory storage, basically. And I had to buy like around like a uh, 128 gigabytes of, of a chip, basically, for that Switch to get more games. And let me tell you, it's 64. Okay, okay, we're getting there. I mean, I know we have consoles that have less memories if we bought it off the bat. And we had to get like an extended, extended storage. That's understandable. But overall, it seems like a just a upgraded switch. Like a few adjustments basically. I mean, there's nothing exciting for me about that stuff. But like uh, overall, it seems like interesting things. It has like a LAN port and upgraded giga, gigabytes. But overall, just a standard upgrade switch basically. I mean, I could see why people are loading up their stuff or whatever to say, Hey, where's the 4K? Where's the 4K? I understand, but... I don't know why you didn't do that option basically, but who knows? 
maybe Nintendo might listen to their fans, maybe they're not about this whole world of 4K TV. But we just have to wait and see what's going to happen, basically, with this new Ollie Switch, basically. So, yeah. Now, that's it for today's news, everyone. Hope you guys like today's podcast. Please you guys follow our official Twitter account of Animation9010. I'll give you guys more updates over there as well. I usually do this podcast around every weekend, around Saturdays or Sundays, depending on the news that's been going on so far, basically. So, I'll make sure I'll give you guys more updates throughout this week. If the schedule might change, so don't worry about that. So... This is Animation Nation. I'm your host, Primetime, here. Hopefully, you can see you guys tomorrow or next week. So, have a very wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye.